Fantasia looking for an angle and looking for goal. And in the absence of Gabriel Jesus, that is precisely what Arsenal need to see on a regular basis from its standing Eddie Nketiah. Hello and welcome to the post-match phone-in here on Latte Firm. Eddie Nketiah and Bukayo Saka fire Arsenal to a winning start in the Premier League season. The new Premier League season. Ladies and gents, boys and girls, welcome to the phone-in. Uh, do request the mic if you've been to the game, if you were caught up in the pre-match chaos outside the turnstiles, if you've watched the game at the stadium, what was it like being back at the Emirates? And if you've tuned in from your home, or if you've been out and about at pubs and whatnot, let us know what your thoughts are. Request the mic, come and have your say. Uh, that's right, Arsenal have beaten Nottingham Forest by two goals to one at the Emirates Stadium to go, uh, I guess, uh, level on points now with uh, Manchester City, who of course went to Burnley last night and won so easily, so comprehensively. Um, I can't wait for this show. It's been so long. The summer has dragged. We've had the MLS tour. We had the US tour of America. Lots of travelling came back. The Emirates Cup. The Community Shield at Wembley, of course, we won the treble, the pre-season treble, if you like. But now business is well underway. And of course, Arsenal have beaten Forest by two goals to one. And the Barclays have thrown up some fantastic results today. So uh, lots of action to talk about, but we are going to focus on Arsenal. So like I said, come and have your say, request the mic. If you're tuning in for the first time, do have a go. It's a very safe space. None of that sort of shouty, shouty sensationalism type stuff. Just come and have your say. And if you're too shy, you can tweet Latte Firm, at Latte Firm. Uh, the only place you can get these post-match phone-ins on a match day. And it's great to see so many people in the chat already. As we normally do, let's go to our co-hosts. And first up, it's Wayne, who is Wayne's World 20 underscore. Wayne, welcome to the show. How are you? Fketia, how are you? <laughs> I knew this would come. That's why I played his goal at the start. I listen, I am <laughs> super happy about Eddie, and we're going to talk about Eddie at length. He will get his flowers tonight. Uh, Wayne, how are you doing otherwise, man? I'm good. I'm good. I'm annoyed about some stuff. I'm happy about a lot more. First of all, one thing I'm, I'm really grateful for this evening, there's a lovely video circling around of you and your antisocial behaviour causing a little bit of a ruckus outside your gate. I, I don't know about ruckus, man. Someone, Someone's obviously recorded the, the chaos that ensued outside Turnstile. E stewards were trying to sort of calm things down, but Arsenal fans were very disgruntled just before kickoff. And yeah, there's a bit of footage of me and my beautiful bald head walking around and just, uh, yeah, trying to trying to look, uh, looking worried as, as everybody else was. Uh, did you have... Such challenges up in club level, or were you? Was the red carpet rolled out for you? Well, I I'm not stupid. I get in there early, and I wanted to get in and and watch the um, part of the first half of the England women's game, and an Arsenal player, uh, Miss Russo herself, scored the winner to send England through. Um, so I was I was glad to have missed all of it, but I, obviously being on the inside, you can see outside. And I've never seen a queue for club level. Obviously, there's not that many people in comparison to the main turnstiles that go in. We have our own little secret entrances, you know. You don't mix you, with you the don't have to queue You up. don't mix with the peasants. <laughs> I, I know your, I know your style. And listen, don't give me, don't give but me the whole. I've I wanted to see seen... England. I want you wanted to go in there for your three, for your three course <laughs> meal. You sat down and you enjoyed it. But it was lovely to wave at you and uh, give you the wanker sign. Yes, Back it was normal. It was, it was lovely to uh, give you an, an Eddie celebration yeah, this is as true. well. This 
is true. Wayne, welcome. Thank you so much for joining us tonight. Really appreciate you stepping up to co-host as normal. Uh, we have a slightly different co-host tonight, although I can see Gav lurking in the background. Um, I'm going to go to our new co-host tonight. She, she stood in before. She's very kind to give up her time on a Saturday night. And that is, of course, Colleen. Welcome to the post-match phone in a latte firm. Colleen, how are you? Good evening. And I warned at the end of last season that if people weren't on their best behaviour, I'd be handing out P45s and coming in as a co-host. And um, after all this Nuggets talk yesterday, had to hand uh, Gav a cheeky P45 tonight. So um, you guys have got the pleasure of me. <laughs> hey, listen, you're very welcome. And the, listen, the chicken nugget debacle that was last night. For anybody who's not familiar with that, we did the season preview phone-in last night. Uh, and uh, I've just realised I've forgotten to upload that onto Apple and Spotify. That's uh, that's a big mistake. I'll do that straight after tonight's show. Um, but there was a lot of talk about chicken nuggets and my sauce and my, my choice of condiment, my choice of sauce. Everyone kicked off. I have English mustard with chicken nuggets. I mean, I can't believe the outrage. Uh, it's quite frankly the most elite sauce. And until people have tried it, don't knock it. Uh, but listen, today's point of uh, conversation is going to be around the ultimate meal deal. Yembele and I, we went into the Emirates, we stopped off at Tesco's, and there is not a better combination than a prawn mayonnaise sandwich from Tesco's with a Walker's Paprika Max crisps and a Ribena. Unbelievable selection of snack there. Uh, that is my go-to meal deal. Colleen, uh, do, you, do you indulge in meal deals? Is that... Is that Above you, beneath you, about your level? Talk to me. No. Oh, I love it. I mean, it depends what kind of meal deal you're talking. I'm a Tesco meal deal girly, to be honest with you. But Wayne told me to to take a, uh, a prawn uh, sandwich as part of my meal deal one day. And I can honestly say it's probably the top two or three worst, worst meals whoa, I've whoa, ever had. Whoa, Absolutely whoa, whoa. What are you doing? Disgusting. I brought you into co-host, not it to awful. ruin the the, the, the ambience. I'm giving the people, I'm giving the people a voice because I know they come on this show each week to listen. They want to talk about Arsenal, and then they just hear some horrendous oh takes. God. So I'm here to speak for the people. Prawn mayo sandwich is absolutely disgusting. Just, I even had a marks as well. Oh man, the imaginary hairs on my head are upstanding in 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 disdain. Uh, Wayne, come and rescue the opening of this show. Prawn and mayonnaise, elite. Walker's Paprika Max Absolutely. Elite, Ribena Light, Faithful. unbelievable. Oh, Ribena Light, you really I'm an old man. When you get to my age, you've got to watch your sugar, right? So, uh, <laughs> but Ribena, I mean, for the young whippersnappers out there, um, it's such an elite meal deal choice, surely. It is, it is, it is. I don't mind it. Like, I, you have to be in the right mood for the Paprika Crisp. I'm, 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 I don't mind a prawn mayo sandwich or I'm, I'm down with a tuna cucumber. I love a tuna cucumber. Tuna cucumber. Tuna mayo and cucumber from a, from a Tesco meal deal. Sensational. Or uh, crisp wise, I'm a, I'm a McCoy's man. Thai sweet chili or a, a sweet chili chicken. Absolutely love that. And then drinks wise, I don't really drink fizzy drinks too much. So I'm all about the juice. So there's like a whether it's a, I oh, love an apple juice. I'm you can't go wrong with a Capella Cloudy Apple. Oh, that is, that is so top tier. Oh, so, so, so Colleen, so if you don't good. like prawn and mayonnaise sandwiches, what is your sandwich choice of filling? Uh, sorry, filling of choice. So if I'm, if I'm at Tesco and I'm going for a meal deal, it's got to be a, it'll have to be a chicken Caesar wrap, something like that. But I'm actually impartial to one of their, uh, their fried chicken pastas, actually. 
with a Dr Pepper or water and um, a side of okay. mango. The, 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 the drink selection it's is pretty right. cool there, and their pastas, their honey mustard chicken pasta, is a pretty good one as well. Okay, uh, we are we are we are digressing. Arsenal, of course, have beaten Nottingham Forest today, ladies and gents, boys and girls, by two goals to one. Opening game of our Premier League season campaign after, of course, Manchester City got off to winning ways last night. Um, lots to talk about. The performance, the win. Uh, some individual players have taken criticism, like Kai Havertz. Let's kind of dissect that. Other players absolutely due their flowers, like Eddie Nketiah. Uh, some people talking about the performance and not, it not being 100 miles an hour and what we're used to. Is that important? Does it matter? Is it just about getting three points at this stage of the season? Um, so lots to talk about. Request them. I can see lots of people have requested. Now, Gav, who is normally our co-host, is going to come on as a speaker, I think, because he's got some plans tonight. But Gav, let's bring you in. Um, Welcome to the show, Gav. This is weird. Uh, I'm introducing you in as a speaker. Uh, Arsenal have beaten Forest today, two goals to one. Um, help us get off the mark. How are you feeling tonight, Gav? Hello, mate. How are you doing? Not bad, mate. I'm really pleased that we're back at the Emirates, back to winning ways. The season is up and running. One of 38 games up and done now. Three points on the board. Could, yeah, couldn't be happier, mate. You? Yeah, no, it was great, mate. Like I say, sorry I couldn't commit to the whole show tonight. Uh... I'm just, I'm just absolutely shattered. Uh, so it's nice that uh, Colleen can come in on a YTS uh, project and get some experience doing it. <laughs> oh, thanks, Gav. I really appreciate that. And to be fair, <laughs> you did put in the hours last night. Um, Gav, let's start with the starting lineup. Aaron Ramsdale in goal. Uh, Thomas Partey coming in at right back. Uh, tried to play that inverted uh, midfield sort of role. I just want to see him in midfield. I want to get your thoughts on that. Benny White slipping into centre-back position alongside Saliba, who shifted across to left centre-back. Urien Timber uh, playing at left-back, of course, hobbled off after impressing in the first couple of games in an Arsenal shirt. Captain Martin Erdegaard in midfield alongside big boy Deckers and Kai Havertz retaining his position in midfield. Uh, Bukayo Saka and Eddie Nketiah, the, the two goal-scoring heroes, alongside Gabby Martinelli, who I thought was equal uh, in terms of a star performance. What a boy. What a boy. Um, what were your thoughts on the lineup, Gav? Because uh, uh, Gabriel obviously missing from the defensive lineup, but I think it was, a, it was described as a tactical change at the start. He did come on, of course, to, to shore up the defence towards the end. And Eddie Nketiah coming in. Were you optimistic when that lineup was announced? A bit confused, really. Uh, but like I say, as I said on uh, Spaces during the summer, Arteta's going to come up with some mad ones. And I think today he come up with a mad one. And it was working. It was working until Timber went off. And then it sort of, the wheels fell off slightly. Uh, but yeah, no, it's a bit of confusion. Was sort of, was we playing three at the back? Was Party just going to slip back into sort of a centre-back position? Uh, a little bit of confusion before the game kicked off. And... But like I say, the formation and Arteta's tactics worked until yeah, until we lost Timber, which I'm hoping uh, is just a dead leg or something like that. Because like I say, he's oh, he's just a player. Oh yeah, he absolutely is. And of course, I think we all send our best wishes to Yuri. And I mean, I, I sit North Bank lower, row three, so just behind the goal. And from where we looked, where we saw. It didn't. There wasn't any sort of physical contact. It wasn't a challenge. He, he kind of sort of turned and jogged, and then sort of just started hobbling. And you know, there was panic because the stretchers were ushered on, and then sort of ushered back off. And he got up to his feet eventually, walked off or limped off to a, a standing ovation. And of course, the, the hope is that he's back as as soon as possible. Um, in terms of performers, any standout performers, Gav? Anyone take your attention today? 
Martinelli. Martinelli was absolutely superb. Wayne called that last night, I believe. Uh, Saka as well. I thought Saka was good. His goal was excellent. Odegaard, Rice. It, it's hard to really narrow it down. Do you know what I mean? Uh, but, yeah, no, for me, uh, Martinelli, absolutely superb today. Uh, I've got to ask you, Gav, just before you go. Um, there has been a lot of talk about Arsenal not being up to our fluid best today. Um, I can understand that. It wasn't a swashbuckling performance. You know, there weren't too many goals. In fact, we had an XG of 0.8, exactly the same as Nottingham Forest. But we did get the two goals in the first half. Are you worried that, you know, we've kicked off the season without that sort of fluid, free-flowing football? Or is it just about the points on the board? No, I mean, you've got to think there's three players in there who've never played like, a premiership game for us, uh, who all started today. Uh Party playing wherever he was playing as well. Uh, ben White back in centre of defence. Uh, not too worried because we were showing glimpses of it. Uh, obviously, the fitness was there, but we're just showing glimpses of the sharpness, really. Uh, their goal, I thought, was poor, really. Poor all round to concede from our own bloody corner or whatever it was. But, yeah, no, it'll come. It'll come. There was... There was Long spells, and I believe, I mean, how much, you've probably got the statistics in front of you. How much of the ball did we have? Uh, I am just looking at that now. Let's have a quick look at the match stats. So Arsenal had 79% possession compared to Forest 21%. We had 15 shots on goal. Forest had six. Seven of our shots were on target, two of theirs. And we had eight corners to their three. Yeah, so like I say, I'm not too worried. I mean, the... The more free-flowing stuff uh, will come. Uh, but Forrest had a game plan. Uh, you know, they didn't want to concede the first goal, uh, which blocked us up for 20 minutes. Once we scored, we looked like... I mean, at half-time, I'm thinking we could go up 3-4-5 here. But I think Timber going off sort of waylaid that, really. Yeah, I think it. you're absolutely spot on. Uh, listen, Gav, thank you for joining us tonight as a speaker. Uh, look forward to having you on as a co-host. No look after yourself. Have fun tonight. And we will hear from you soon. Thank you there, uh, Gav. Anybody who wants to follow Gav, he is, of course, at She War. And even though he's not hosting, I need to plug out his Arsenal merchandise. Go check it out. Uh, she War has a great selection of Arsenal-related merchandise in case you're looking for a gift for friends and family. Um, before we go to our next caller, Colleen, Wayne, your thoughts on the starting lineup? Uh, Mikel Arteta did make that change. I think, Wayne, you tweeted something along the lines of, you know, Mikel Arteta going to Mikel Arteta, big brain Arteta or something this morning, as I noticed, uh, queuing up to try and get into the stadium. Do you think it was that? Are we going to see more of this, Wayne, like Arteta just trying new things with the with the squad that he's got this season? Yeah, absolutely. And it, it worked. It wasn't a negative. Um, it, was, it was refreshing, as a matter of fact. And I really, really liked the fact that he thought about, and I think he said in his post-game uh, comments, I don't know if it was maybe Kai Kainak who, who tweeted it out, but he basically said when you, or when you go up against a team that deep, sort of defend deep and they're going to defend with sort of five, six, you need to attack with more numbers. And at home, against these sort of teams, that's what we're going to have to do. Like, we need to go into these games with an element of arrogance now. We're a good team. We know we're a good team. The players know we're a good team. We're well coached. We just need to now go into these games with the air that we're a good team. And although what party on paper was lined up as a right back, didn't really spend a lot of time as an orthodox right back. He overloaded in the middle and it worked. It worked for the majority of the game. I think even when Timber came off, it was okay. It was more to me when Eddie came off, things kind of went a little bit 
flat. And it wasn't necessarily because Eddie came off. I think we looked a little bit tired. We got a little bit leggy. And I feel like we were just trying to coast it towards the end. And that was one thing that kind of annoyed me because we spoke yesterday just about ruthlessness. And it would have been nice to go on and, and win sort of 3-4-5-0 because that was never a 2-1 game or it should never have been a 2-1 game. But look, we done our job. We got the three points. We were in comfortable cruise control for about 80 minutes of that game. It's just frustrating that... Um, we ended up the final 10 minutes, a little bit of an end-to-end Yeah, practice. indeed. It was a little bit stressful towards the end. Colleen, um, just quickly, I, I, I didn't ask, but did you go to the game today or were you watching it on television? I was uh, in the comfort of my own home and not affected by the turnstile madness. Good, good. Uh, so watching it from home, Gav's mentioned Gavi Martinelli had an unbelievable performance and I, I completely concur with that. I think the guy is now relentless. He is knocking on the door of being top three left wide forwards in the world. What did you make of our individual sort of performances, Colleen? Any standout performers for you? I mean, I think Martinelli was fabulous, but I, I just loved Declan Rice today and he was just such a joy to watch and you could really see that he was trying to also get a goal today as well uh he had a couple of uh shots on and off target um but I just loved the way his athleticism and the way he was able to break up play so often for us and I just thought he was fabulous and I just think especially it just being the first game of the season just getting into this new system that he's in he's only going to get better and better so I'm really excited to see how it develops I was so impressed with him today do you know with Declan Rice I think it was like 23 seconds on the clock and right in front of the north bank he came in and he he intercepted the ball just stuck a massive leg out and said a big fuck you to the opposition player. And it, it I just got so giddy in that moment. Uh, Wayne, save me. You've got your hand up. What do you want to say? I just want to say, obviously, I, I'm going to wax lyrical about Eddie today because he was fantastic. And I messaged you before the game and I said, Eddie's going to score right in your face and you're going to love it. You're going to enjoy it. And I know you did because I watched you celebrate every second of that first goal. But one person I do want to shout out because... For some reason, Arsenal fans have now decided that they're just going to be overly critical about certain players. And it's happening with Eddie. But I want to shout out Kai Havertz because I thought he had a really good game today. And I'm really, really surprised at some of the reaction that he's got. And yes, he didn't get a goal. Yes, at times, I would have loved for him to pull the trigger and have a shot and just see if something came off. But his movement for the first goal especially creates that first opportunity. And his movement allowed Martinelli sort of the freedom to be as good as he was, particularly in that first half. And then physically, I, I, I was surprised at how good he was doing the defensive sort of dirty side of things. And the number of jewels that he won was fantastic. And the sad part is, and, and I don't, I'm not going to say it much this season, if Granit Xhaka put in the performance that Kai Havertz put in today, we'd be we'd see loads of fans really, really celebrating it. So I want to give a shout out to Kai Havertz because he had a really underrated game. Hey, listen, it's really, really good of you to mention Kai Havertz. Obviously, he doesn't touch Granit Xhaka. I like how you just slipped that in there. But on Kai Havertz's performance, um, yeah, I can't knock it. I thought he played well. I think the criticism is a bit harsh. I mean, he found himself in some really good positions between the lines. He's a very intelligent player. And had you have watched the Latte Firm breakdown on him before we signed him, Kai Havertz, his numbers defensively as a forward across Europe, he's in the top one percentile for presses, um, for recoveries, for just, you know, the way he hounds defenders. I mean, he's he's going to be a real problem. And I think that the reason why he doesn't look so fluid, the reason why he's probably not going to rack up, you know, so many goals so quickly is just that he just needs a bit of time to, to embed himself in this team. 
you know, familiarize himself with the team's movements, the teammates, the, you know, their decisions, the automatisms that we talk about. You know, he's just, he just needs to sort of settle in and, and get that familiarity. But good shout, Wayne. Good shout. Right, let's go to Richard. Richard, welcome to the post-match phone-in here on Latte Firm. Arsenal have beaten Forest by two goals to one, mate. How are you feeling? Yeah, how you doing, guys? Long time no speak. Yeah, um, yeah, it was, a, it, was a good, it was a good game today. I mean, we got in the stadium at half 11, so we, we missed all the chaos outside. Um, which just sounded horrendous for everyone. Um, but once it got going, um, I was actually fascinated by what Martinelli and Havertz were doing on the left-hand side because they were, they were switching so much. Um, and to be fair, Martinelli didn't really have much to do for the first sort of 20, 25 minutes. And suddenly, he just came into the game and he was just, he was just world-class. I mean, some of, the, some of the moves, some of the skill he was doing... Uh, in the latter part of that first half was was incredible and I thought he was the, I thought he was the best player uh, on the pitch. I can't disagree with you Rich. I think uh, Martinelli he's he, you know Wayne mentioned it last night in the season preview show that he want he, he thinks Martinelli's just going to fly this year. And I think his work rate off the ball is phenomenal. He lost the ball a few times quite cheaply, ran back and won the ball straight off the opposition. He was running constantly just completely relentless abuse of their fullback and it was, like you say, the Brazilian winger who sort of darted in and out of the Forest defence to create the first opportunity for Enquetia, of course, who scored uh, in his first goal since January, actually, uh, for Arsenal, which is quite important. Away from Martinelli Rich, any other sort of co- uh, standout performance for you? I mean, what did you make of Bakaya Saka's unbelievable strike? Oh, it's just, it, was just, it, just, it just took your breath away. Just, it was just stunning. It was just, it was just, he's, he's just top, he's top, top three in the world right now. Uh, top three players. Easily in the world, he's, he's he's very hard to stop. But what I, what I did find interesting today was Rice having Rice in that team gives a lot of other players a lot more space. Um, and I actually think that Rice will get goals this season. I think Rice could get quite a few goals. Um, but it's definitely going to give people like Saka, uh, people like Martinelli more space in in forward areas just by having Rice on that pitch because he's it, just so comfortable, Rice. And, in, in a lot of areas. I think it's going to change us the way we play. Yeah, you're absolutely spot on. Declan Rice, he, he could have scored actually our third goal. He had a couple of shots. His best effort, I think, was a 20 yardish short of strike. And, and Matty Turner, of course, coming back to the Emirates and playing for Forest, he turned the shot onto the post. Uh, just to, with regard to Deckers, another observation that I've made, which is just the, the, the physicality that all of a sudden Arsenal have. You know, our, our team looks big at set pieces. You know, we've got Havert, six foot four, Deckers, six foot plus one. Um, I just, you know, all of a sudden, we've had all of these sort of, you know, small, you know, mobile playmakers in the past, but we've got some real presence now. Yeah, I mean, there was a moment when Party got got picked up the ball for a throw, and I thought he was going to hit it long into the box. He decided not to. I was thinking, surely you've got to throw it right into the box. Yeah, they've got so much height there. I mean, the set piece coach, he's got a big job on his hands. But if he if he gets it right, we could we could get quite big goals from from corners this season. Yeah. Um, you know, Havertz is good in the air, like you say. Declan Rice very good. Gabriel Saliba, they're all really really strong. Tommy Yasu, you know, um, the, the list goes on. It does. Uh, Rich, now you weren't on the season preview show last night, so I want to put you on the spot because you you have been a loyal contributor to these shows over the over the months that we've been doing them. Where do you think Arsenal might end up this year? Give me a position. Um, I, oh, it's a tough one. That's a tough one. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, it's difficult because the transfer window is not finished yet. So, um, I can't really make a prediction until the transfer window has ended. But all I'd say is I'm feeling confident at the moment, but I just know that City are going to, 
go big on the midfield. And now that De Bruyne is a bit of a doubt, and I don't know, I think they'll spend more money in midfield, which could make them stronger. But I'm I'm feeling confident. I can't. I, I don't want to give a position. I, I'm not. I'm not prepared to. But, but uh, yeah, I think I think we'll do well. We'll do well. All right, Rich. Well, I really appreciate that. Thanks so much for joining us on tonight's post-match phone and on Latte Firm. Of course, if you're tuning in for the first time, it's the only place you can get these post-match phone-ins about Arsenal on a match day. Uh, before we go to our next caller, who will be Lewis, and thanks. There are so many of you who've requested the mic. Please do bear with me. I don't know what Spaces does. Sometimes it moves the profile pictures around. So if you've been waiting a long time, it doesn't necessarily mean that I see it, but I will try and get through as many as I can. Before we go to our next caller, let's go through some of the tweets. Anthony James who is at Anthony96 underscore AFC, says that second half was poor, Latte Firm. It, it, um, lessons have not been learned. If that was versus Newcastle, we would have been slaughtered. I'm sure Arteta ripped them for it as he did not look happy at full time. Uh, yeah, listen, I think Forrest also had that early chance, didn't they, through Johnson. I think a better team, a better forward uh, punishes us and we might have been one nil down. So, uh, yeah, Shane, uh, who is at Guna underscore Shane MC, says Bayern Munich. 2-0 down. You can take the man out of Spurs with a smiley uh, emoji. Diamond Jack, who I know is waiting to speak as well. He's at Diamond JXCK. He says, Colleen, L, um, L uh, basically you're just a loser on your prawn and mayo take because he says that it's flames. It absolutely is an elite sandwich. Uh, Tawanda Yimna Nika, sorry if I've butchered your name, uh, says, we need to calm down about Kai Havertz. He was all right. Yeah, I think he was. I think he absolutely was all right. Um, so, yeah, let's uh, let's go back to the calls. Um, Colleen, let's bring you back in on uh, some of the reaction today. Declan Rice, obviously, expectation is there. £100 million plus player. He could have scored. You said that he kind of stood out for you. But Richard has just said about his presence and he gives players the chance to go and elevate their game and makes them... It looks like they, it looks like he gives them more space and time on the ball. Um, what is your current sort of takeaway on Declan? I mean, he's going to be a, obviously a starter playing in midfield. What sort of impact do you think he's going to have on this team? I mean, I think even outside of us watching, even today in the post match and in the and in the pre match, Arteta heavily again spoke about his leadership qualities, which is a kind of an area that, unless especially as a fan, it's very hard to see unless you're seeing someone, you know shout on the pitch or something like that. It's very hard to know like who are the standout kind of mature leaders within the squad. So I think he's got that element to him. But the fact that he's so young, the way he just, you know, the way he just slotted in today, I'm not saying it was completely perfect, but I think he was he was very, very good. And I think it just shows for such a, sh- um, a, young, a young lad who's coming into, you know, a very big club with a lot of expectations this season and on such a big price tag. You wouldn't, you wouldn't have thunk it. You would not have thunk if you looked at anyone in that squad he played today, um, you know, who who might have a lot of pressure on them because they've got a, a hundred million price tag on their head. So I, I think his coolness and the way he's able to just kind of step up and just take the game by the scruff of the neck, whether that's in a in an attacking sense or in a defensive sense, really, really helps us in the way that we like to play. Talking of coolness, let's go to our next caller, Lewis. Welcome to the post-match phone-in here on Latte Firm. My friend, you have been contributing to these shows all throughout last season. And last season was so extraordinary. It's great to get off to winning ways today, my friend. How are you feeling? Oi, oi, we're back again. Come on. I take it you enjoyed Eddie. Eddie's goal. Talk us about your day out today, my man. Um, oh, I loved it. Um, other than the 40-minute way outside the Turnstile P. Um, I thought it was it was an all right game. I think first half we smashed them out of the park. 
I think we should have been more than 2 0 up, if I'm honest with you. Um, I thought Saka was brilliant. I thought, I'm skipping a bit, when Trossard came on, he was absolutely magnificent. Um, Eddie and Katia again, Declan Rice, Thomas Party. And the only question mark I think that comes out today is Kai Havertz. I think, I, I can't tell whether he gives everything because. Like some of the times where he's chasing after the ball, he almost does like a, a light jog, and I'm sort of thinking to myself, like, is that is that him trying to get the ball? Or, you know, I, I I almost want him to do really, really, really well, but I just I can't see anything in him. I can't see what what he brings to our team that other players can't. Like I can't see why Trossard can't. Um, you know, I can't see why Havertz can't be playing. What Trossard does, you know. Um, I think personally, um, I think Ramsdale was absolutely brilliant today as well. Um, yeah, I mean, give, give me some more questions. Well, listen, I, just on Kai Havertz, let me come back to you on that. I mean, so sometimes players just have a natural uh, playing style that kind of looks as if they're not trying, uh, a little bit slow and sluggish. Uh, you know, he, he's a tall, very lean, gangly sort of character. Um, I know what you mean. There were a couple of opportunities where he sort of burst through on goal and you'd kind of think, well, you know, you're, you're through on goal, mate. Why, why is a defender catching you up? But I think mm. Kai Havertz is the sort of player where if you watch the game back on TV, if you watch maybe extended highlights, you'll then maybe be able to appreciate the way that he links play up and he finds spaces and he makes runners, um, you know, go in behind because he distracts defenders. And I think, as Wayne said, the way he works hard from, from the front, his defensive actions as a forward, are quite phenomenal. So, so maybe res- I mean, I'm sure you, I'm sure you will reserve judgment, but just kind of see how it pans out in the next few weeks. Um, yeah, but don't don't we have that in Gabriel Jesus? You yeah, know. but of course, Gabriel Gabriel Jesus wasn't playing today, so maybe you know maybe there's going to be a bit of rotation there. But I think look, either way, Lewis, he's he's played what one Premier League game for us. He's played a couple of preseason friendlies for us. I think you know, give him maybe another two three months, see how he kind of settles, and I think. The reason why I want to say two, three months, because everyone's probably thinking, well, RFK, you know, he's a £65 million player. He's got to hit the ground running. But Arteta's using him in a variety of roles. We can't forget that. And playing in a different team, different instructions, different teammates, he will need time to settle in. Can I ask you a different question, Lewis? Um, One is about the style of play. Uh, You said that the first half was good. Two wonderful goals. You said we could have had two or three more before halftime, but we didn't. And then, of course, in the second half, we made it hard for ourselves. Ilanga, who I didn't even (laughs) realise was was at Forest, he basically played a bit of a one-two with their centre-forwards, who, of course, scored. Um, what did you make of the final sort of 20 minutes? I mean, could we have done better with the goal that we conceded? Should, you know, why, why, why wasn't it fluid, free-flowing football, in your opinion? Um, I think they sat back a bit and they defended really, really well. Um, I don't think... We all, we've always done it, though. We've always tried to score the perfect goal. And... It's just that sometimes against these teams, you just got to get, um, you got to get goals, and you got to get goal difference if you know if you want to be challenging up against the league again. Um, I think we do have the obviously the attacking, but I think after a while, Saka gets sussed out a little bit, and I think um, you know they they sort of make he's a bit more quieter towards the end of the game. Um, I I thought he was absolutely brilliant. I thought that goal was possibly the, one of the best goals I've seen him score. I mean, maybe that one against United, but that was a brilliant goal. Um, you can't listen. You can't keep the same pressure on from minute one to minute ninety, and I think we 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 kept on them for a long period of time, and you know we got the three points, which is what we wanted. I want to finish off on one more thing. 
And I don't think you you can't get any other better sandwich than the chicken triple. I'm sorry, it, 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 you can't, you can't. It's Do you just, know what the triples are such good value for money as well? Uh, so I can't knock you for that, Lewis. Thank you so much for joining us today on the post match voting. <laughs> you got him one Eddie before I cut him off. I love that, Lewis. Uh, listen, Lewis, you've only got another three or four weeks of your summer holidays, mate. So enjoy it before you go back to school. But we will, of course, chat to you on the next phone-in. Uh, right, let's go to our next caller. Darren, welcome back to the post-match phone-in here on Latte Firm. Arsenal beaten Forest by two goals to one. What would you like to say? Hi, guys. Great show, as always. Um, I was at the game today. Uh, first thing I'd like to say is that the you know turnstile congestion... Is not acceptable, really. Um, it caused a lot of quite a distress to a few people around me that I saw, because um, obviously people were bunching up and stuff. Let, let, but anyway, actually, Derek, let's the... talk about that a little bit because actually yeah, I think it's quite yeah, yeah. serious, and I think um, it's important here that we say, look, Arsenal have done the right thing, right? You know, having digital passes, embracing technology, trying to tackle sort of ticket touting. This is the right thing to do, um, and and it's obviously taken serious investment. I get all of that. I think where it's gone wrong is that we trialled it, obviously, at the Emirates Cup. And I don't think, for me, the mistake was the control of the crowds when, they st- when, it, started getting, when it started getting quite bad. Uh, my story, Darren, is that I was literally uh, scanning my card and it wouldn't let me in. And at that point, all the turnstiles are sort of closed down and, and, and news filtered quickly that no one was, was able to get into the stadium. And listen, I don't want to be over-sensational about it, but the crowds were gathering. People were... Uh, angry people were frustrated people you know obviously were, were hot because they've been standing in the sun for so long some people have been drinking horrific thoughts in my mind kind of went through about well i'm up i'm standing right up against these metal shutters metal turnstiles and i was thinking if there's a bit of a stampede i could be in trouble here as as could have a lot of people and i guess the premier league's going to look at this henry winter t- uh, tweeted about it today saying the premier league's got to you know take action they've got to look at it it was frustrating for so many people you've just mentioned it had a bit of a bad effect on people and it did. And listen, it was only maybe, what, 15, 20 minutes in the end, but it was, it was quite, quite unnerving. I mean, uh, you say some people around you sort of struggled. Were, were you one of them? What did you see? How was it for you? I mean, I, I was all right. So I turned up sort of at the ground about, I think it was about five minutes to 12. Um, and you could actually see walking over the bridge that the queues were kind of longer than normal, which I kind of expected anyway, because, you know, they've got a new system in place. I expected maybe people, whether they've not downloaded it properly or don't know how to tap it in, I don't know. But then the queue kind of, when you kind of said there, you um, went to the turnstile and the thing just shut off, then that's when it really started building up. And there was uh, an elderly gentleman in front of me and he looked visibly distressed. And, you know, there was a few people kind of around us um you know just chatting to him saying are you okay are you okay because as i said the queue was just building up people kind of pressing up against each other and you know again without wanting to sensationalize you know it 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 just wasn't a good situation really to be in i expect better from the club i expected them to be a bit more prepared if i'm being honest and the presence of stewards was lacking as well um so nobody really knew what was kind of going on um but listen if it's just a one-off then you know maybe you can just let it slide and just say you know they've they've they've, they've they they want to get it right, and for hopefully for the Fulham game you know everyone will be here, all, here. be fine. Here, here. Absolutely, and anyway. just your point on stewards, you know outside Turnstile, there were two young female stewards who I felt so bad for them today because not only were yeah. the you know were all of us male supporters you know sort of you know physically so much taller and, and sort of crowding them, I just they they had no answers. 
they, they didn't know what to say. They didn't know what to do. And the club kind of need to look at that in terms of a training thing. There needs to be like a, you know, a, a disaster recovery plan or whatever people call them these days. But I really felt for the stewards today and it's not their fault. So, you know, to the girls outside Turnstile E, I, I, oh, I just felt so awful for them. But Darren, let's talk about the football. Um, it's, I, I, I'm sorry for going yep. into that, ladies and gents. I think it's an important thing and... I'm sure a number of people would have found it very difficult today. So if you have found it difficult, obviously, you know, I'm, I'm sure the club are going to look at that. And they've already sent a, a bit of an apology to most season ticket holders, I think, this afternoon. Um, what did you make of the game? Because it's the first game of the Premier League season campaign for us. We've beaten Forest, but only just. Um, was it a nice day out for you or, or was it a bit of a stressful ending? Uh, it was a nice day out. At the end of the day, if we win a football match, get the three points. That's, that's all that matters for me. First game of the season, you know, can potentially be a banana slip. Um, as we know, we've got new players now in the starting lineup, and you know, it's going to take time for him to gel. Um, again, you know, people having a go at Havertz, I, I don't know where, where that's coming from, really. I thought we did pretty well, actually. Um, Rice, solid, you know, he does what he says on the tin, doesn't he? He is everywhere, he puts his foot in. I mean, the geezers even singing North London forever before the game. I mean, that's literally music to my ears. And that's the kind of players that I want representing, you know, our football club. Um, talking about the kind of, you know, moments in the game, I mean, the skill from Martinelli and the goal from Saka, that was worth the admission price alone. Um, where I am in the lower north bank, because obviously it was in the other end of the clock and I didn't really kind of see the Martinelli skill until it come up on the big screen after. But, you know, the kid, the kid is absolutely dynamite. And how lucky are we? that we've got some of the best talent, not just in Europe, not in the country, in the world, our football club on the left and right-hand side. You know, um, it's a privilege to watch, you know, those those kids play at times. It really is. Um, as far as Nottingham Forest go, yeah, they stifled us. You know, that's always going to be the game plan, isn't it? They're not going to come at us, you know, attack from the get-go because they'll know they'll, they'll be done and cut open pretty much. Um, I thought the second half, the issue was the game become too easy for us. Um, we, you know, we were kind of playing it around pointlessly for a while. The tempo really, really slowed down as well. Whether that's to do with the grueling pre-season and, you know, um, players not fully fit at the moment, probably. But they got their goal. They made the last 10 minutes, you know. Whilst I wouldn't say they were sort of put us under the cosh, they had a few moments in possession, a few set pieces, and you're always going to be nervous about that. But, you know, we went out the storm. You know, what was it 97, 98 minutes in the end? And you can only be happy we got three points, to be fair. But what I will say is we'll probably have to be better at Palace away um, and obviously Fulham when we play them at home as well. But over, overall, though, you know, you can't complain. It's three points, you know. Job, job, job done. done really, absolutely, Darren. Thank you so much for joining us today. Really appreciate your kind words at the start of the call as well. Uh, for those of you who are just tuning in for the first time, uh, you can, of course, download these post-match phone-ins as an audio file on Spotify and Apple, et cetera, et cetera. Of course, I didn't download uh, yesterday's one, which is a mistake, but this one will absolutely go out. Um, and thank you for joining. Hundreds of you have tuned in so far, hundreds of you listening live right now. It's the only place you can get these post-match phone-ins on a match day. Uh, I'm just watching the Bayern game, Wayne. I don't know if you're watching it live. Uh, Harry Kane is on, but Leipzig are now 3-0 up. Uh, you can take the boy out of Spurs. Uh, but, uh, yeah, well, you know the rest of, uh, rest of that line. So, Bayern are being thrashed at the moment. Uh, right, let's go to our next caller. It's Chief Ali Ladier. Welcome to the post-match phone-in. How you doing, man? 
Yeah, I'm good up here. How are yeah, you? Yeah, I am You're good. Right? I'm really good. Yeah, man. Listen, I, like the football is back. It was nice to see you at the Emirates. Nice to be back in the ground and watching the Arsenal and singing North London forever, which was wonderful. I'm sure you were belting that out. Um, what did you What did you make of the of the game today? Uh, you You might have heard the last couple of callers. What are your thoughts on today's match? Yeah, look, uh, first game of the season, last game of the season. I think it's all about getting the three points. I think obviously. It was a bit of a of a nervous last twenty minutes because um, obviously they they got back into it and you know we we sort of just I think I think we started to go into like sort of third gear uh, second half we weren't very um, you know it wasn't wasn't really the same energy I was seeing in the second half but you know that's bound to happen we've got you know a couple of key positions where we've got new players playing um, and it's going to take a bit of time to you know to get it going and I think I think we dominated the game I think at that. I think it was a bit unfair when I saw some of those XG stats, but you know that's that's just how it goes. I think I think we were really good in terms of controlling the game. I thought the new guys did did really well. I thought Timber was great. I thought Rice was amazing as well, and I thought I thought Havis did, did pretty well as well, to be fair. And I think the bit the only reason I've I've come in to call is is I've just been amazed at the amount of rubbish I've been seeing about about Havertz. Um and I think it started off uh, in Wembley. I think we all obviously FKU included we we were there. And there was a guy behind me. He was just belting, waste the money, waste the money every time mm-hmm. the guy touched the ball. And it, it seems like it's just preconceived. Like pe- people have just made up their minds that I didn't want habits. Therefore, I'm not going to give him a chance at all. And I, I think I think that's just unbelievably, you know, narrow-minded because the guy the guy is clearly talented. He's been in a in a team that's not been doing well. He was probably the only person I that you know for Chelsea last season that actually got a few goals and did something. And his his body language is the same as what you used to get with kind of kind of with Meza Urza, where people start to think that his body language, because he, he looks languid and a bit, bit, you know, he looks a bit less energetic than other players. They think they think that he's not, you know, he's not he's not in it or in the game. I, and I don't I don't I don't understand that. I mean, people behind us today in the North Bank as well, absolutely laying into him every time he gets the ball. And I and I don't I don't understand why Arsenal fans are being that way. I mean. We've had such a brilliant season. We've added a few players that that you know Mikel feels like is gonna are gonna take us to the next level. I think you've got to wait at least surely at least ten games before you can go. That guy's a you know a waste of money. And I I just I was just appalled at, at the behaviour of some of our fans today. I know it's not everyone. I know a lot of people in here enjoyed that performance. Um, but yeah, I was just I was just amazed because I haven't I haven't personally seen that in a, in a while. Yeah, I mean so, I, yeah. I I saw it on the socials, man, and and I got to be honest, I think. With Kai Havertz, because he was the one signing that just kind of came completely out of the blue and because it was from Chelsea, of all teams, and it was £65 million and you know a lot had been made of his, of his time at Chelsea. And you're right, they, they're a largely dysfunctional team last season in particular. He wasn't going to be a, you know, a goal-scoring record-breaker at Chelsea in a team that finished 12th. But I think maybe, and I'm, I'm not siding with people because I've, I've made it clear on the show already that I like Kai I think he just needs a few games. He's been tried in different positions, you know, new teammates, new instructions, new manager, all that sort of stuff. He's going to come good. I'm absolutely sure of it. And I've invested my stocks in him while, while, you know, while, he, while he was low. But I think the people that are frustrated are probably just lamenting the fact that he cost £65 million. They are expecting him to hit the ground jogging, if not running. And they're probably just upset at the fact that we've, you know, helped Chelsea go into the market and just blow the transfer market apart again. Um, so I completely hear you, but I'm really glad that you've raised that. I'm glad that you've raised that. Do you want to uh, talk about Eddie Nketiah? Because when he scored, he obviously looked at me and uh, were, were, he's sending me subliminal pelters. But Eddie's done it again. He's started, he's scored. 
I said, I think, you know, we enjoyed obviously on the way home when we were talking about it from Wembley, we enjoyed that last 20 minutes, half an hour he played against City because he brought such an energy running in behind, playing on the shoulder of the defenders, being an absolute nuisance. He gave Trossard that space on the wide, on that wide um, right position where we scored the goal from, of course. But Eddie did it again today. What did you make of his performance? Yeah, I think I think Arteta summed it up really well in the in the post match uh, press conference, saying that like you know he's a he's a role model. I mean, the guy, you know, I'm I'm not going to sit here and say Eddie Nketi is the best striker you know in the league, or he's you know he's he's up there with with the top five in the league, but he gets goals. I mean, he always turns up in in positions where he's going to get a chance. And you know, last season, I mean, what a season he had to keep us keep us going in first when when Jesus was out and we were all fearing the worst. But yeah, he's just he's just someone who who is a model professional and someone who you can see enjoys playing for Arsenal and feels like it's an honor that he gets to you know play for Arsenal and that's that's something that isn't isn't a trait in many many players out there. So I can never I can never have a bad word to to say about Eddie really. I mean, every time he's played, I mean, what is it? It's like fourteen goals in the last sixteen starts at the Emirates. I mean, it's unbelievable. It's it's great stats for someone who's come out from our academy. Um, you know, it's. And you gotta, you gotta, you show so much love to Emil Smith Rowe. You get, you know, Bukayo Saka, who of course, of course, they they deserve it. But you know, I, I feel like people are very harsh on Eddie only because he's, you know, not the most aesthetic footballer out there. And you know, he wears the number fourteen shirt, which people you obviously associate with Thierry Henry and with greatness. But I think I just I've got respect for the kid. You know, he, he comes on, he works hard, he runs all day long for you, and he. he you know, he gets into great positions, and I don't think he'll stay at Arsenal forever. I think there's going to be a time where we where we sell him, and we'll make really good money from him uh, because because he's done well. But yeah, uh, look, I have to look at you every time we, he scores anyway because it's just funny. Um, the guy behind this, there was another guy who was <laughs> when you said I've always rated Eddie. He was like, no, you haven't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was funny. Your friend, really funny. your friend Nathan today said he just sort of looked at me and oh my god, you're latte firm. Like I only listened to the audio. That was the funniest <laughs> thing. Oh, but listen, Ali, thank you so much for joining us today. Really appreciate you joining. Uh, love the fact that you've made time to dial in and give your thoughts. Uh, appreciate that. Now, we're going to hear from Mikel Arteta. Uh, I've got the post-match interview with the BBC. I will bring that in shortly. Um, let's go to some of the tweets uh, that have been coming in. The tweets have been busy. Lots of people laughing about Bayern Munich, Diamond Jack there. Uh, DK, my good friend, DK, who is at Ducaster underscore 94, says, at Latte Firm. Havertz was fantastic today, combined with Martinelli really well. Fantastic recoveries in the first half in the Jacquerel, which was one of my few concerns. A great outlet as a striker late in the game and versus City. We haven't had an outlet like that since Giroud. I'm just going to retweet that because that is, uh, sorry, repost that because that is an excellent tweet. Thanks so much, DK. And thanks, DK, for tuning in as you always do, man. Um, I really appreciate that. Uh, at Betu AFC says Eddie is doing his job with the flame emojis. Uh, lots of people there. Alpha Bar, who is at Alpha158, says Harry Kane is still allergic to trophies. Yep, it looks like Bayern Munich are getting absolutely battered at the moment. And Shade, who is at Nelson Shade 1952 says, very embarrassing, R.E. Kai. Now, I'm hoping, Shade, that you're saying that the feedback or the criticism of Kai has been embarrassing. Uh, right, hundreds of you listening live right now which I'm immensely grateful for. Uh, so let's get through to our next caller, who is going to be Nick, who's been waiting very patiently. I see Mike, I see Ryan, I see Haddy, I see the chilly ESR. We will bring you guys in as soon as we can. Nick, welcome to the show. What would you like to say? 
Nick, are you there? Okay, I'm going to have to remove you. I can see you've been added as a speaker, but let's remove you. Let's go straight to Mike, uh, my creme brulee guy. Uh, Mike, welcome to the show. What would you like to say? Uh, Mike, if you want to unmute yourself, it's the bottom left button. Here he is. Mike, can you hear us? I heard that. <laughs> okay. Wayne, Kalina, are you getting any sound? Hello? Hey, Mike, you're here. Uh, yeah, we just picked excellent. him up. I think he's just excellent. Said excellent, Mike. What Yo. would you like to say? Okay, I was just going to say good evening. Um, happy to be back on the show and listening to all the input from the other contributors. Um, great show as always. Um, yeah, um, just touching on something off the field first and foremost. I thought the scenes. I saw photos of it on Twitter. And um, I thought the scenes outside the stadium with the digital passes, that just shouldn't be happening for a club of Arsenal stature in 2023. It's how they got that wrong. I don't know. But someone they need to have a good old hard look at that because that could have been a lot worse in certain situations. I heard what you said about people getting agitated, some people probably drinking, some people on God knows what else. And it could have gone, you know, quite a gnarly way really in my opinion yeah i think i think there's a couple of things there mike if i if i may come in on that i mean yes um the the risks it could have been a lot worse you're absolutely right you know some someone could have got uh someone i'm, I'm sure i think the ambulance were called a couple of times i think the thing for me though is that there was gonna, always going to be a point where this was going to be rolled out and there was always going to be a point where the yeah there was going to be one game that was going to be the first game to try this to you know to really see if it works and you know, that, that doesn't sort of bother me. But what really bothered me and what surprised me was how little the stewards were, I guess, educated and informed on how to deal with, with what actually happened. Like, they were helpless. And uh, the, the, the poor um, stewards in Turnstile E, they, I just felt so sorry for them because they just didn't know what to do. And they were being overcrowded by, like you say, agitated drunk, excited, angry, frustrated, you know, largely men. And uh, it could have been a lot worse, but I'm so glad that it was solved, yeah. solved after the first 15, 20 minutes. The game itself, Mike, you know, Certainly. we're up and running now. The first three points on the board. What do you make of it all? Uh, yeah, I thought, it was a good, I thought it was a pretty good performance, actually. Um, it, you know, I, I, I didn't get to the game today. I watched it at home. Um, but I thought overall it was, a, you know, Pretty good performance. Um, some individual performances that I thought were very good. Um, I thought the first half and the second half were quite different. With Party inverting in the first half, you know they didn't really come onto us that much. They had that chance, and it was a bit all of us in that first half. In the second half, I thought when Timber got injured, I think what like Gav said in his his call, um, that kind of swung the balance a little bit, and they came into the game a bit towards the end. Um, but I thought, Jen, yeah, I agree with pretty much what has been said on by other contributors. I thought Martinelli was absolutely fantastic. And if you find me a left, a left-sided forward that works his socks off like him and gives as much as he does, then you know, let me know because I'm, I, I don't, I, he's just, an, he's, he's, he was, un, he was brilliant today. Absolutely top draw. Yeah, he really was. I mean, I think he's getting to the stage now, Mike, where he's almost unplayable. Uh, listen, Mike, I've not heard from you for, in a few weeks. I'm going to put you on the spot. Where do you think we're going to end up this season? I think we're going to push it all the way. Um, I really do. Um, 
And, you know, I think if we keep certain players fit and we start to click and we start to gel um, some of the new signings, I think we can really push on. And I think we can, I, I, you know, I think we can do it this year. I really do. I think we're going to push this City side all the way. I don't think it's going to be anything like last year. I think there's going to be other teams in the mix. Um, and I think there's going to be a lot of swings and roundabouts in, with, with, you know, in, with, with results. I think we're going to see a few freak results. I think we're going to see, you know, this, that and everywhere. But I think we can do it. I think we can go all the way this year. And I, you know, I, I believe in this team. I really hope so, Mike. And we believe in the team as well. Thank you so much for joining us on the first post-match phone-in of the new Premier League season. Uh, just to recap before I go to Wayne and Colleen for their thoughts on party at right-back. Uh, Premier League fixtures today. Arsenal, of course, beating Nottingham Forest by two goals to one. That was the early kickoff. Bournemouth drawing 1-1 to West Ham. It doesn't look good for Moises' men. Brighton, 4-1 winners over newly promoted Luton. Luton, I think, are going to be faced with a lot of traffic this season. Fulham got an impressive win away at Goodison Park, who... uh, uh, yeah, that's good as in part. It's been another tough year for them, I think. Sheffield United also newly promoted. Roy Hodgson's Crystal Palace winning there. And Newcastle United, Wayne. 5-1 winners against Uncle Unai. Um, this is second season, Emery. We, 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 you know, I know the score. I know what's happening, but you blindly back him. Um, Wayne, let's go to you on thoughts on Thomas Party. Mike's just mentioned Party playing at right back. He did try the inverted midfield position. I've said it before on my channel. Party central midfield. What did you make of it? Oh well, he did play central midfield. Yeah, but just <laughs> he like, was there I don't even want to see him. I don't want to see him anywhere behind midfield. Like, don't even mess around on that right hand side. Just be the number six in the centre of the park and just do what you do, Tommy P. Um, I don't think it was like I think in games like today, I don't think it's necessary. Like, I I think you're gonna get Declan Rice in when we're not gonna put him on the bench and allowing Thomas Party to play as a right back quote-unquote, I guess, um, it allows you to get another attacker on the pitch. And I think it worked really, really well today. I think it worked really well. There were some times where he did get beat, but he's going to get beat whether he's in the middle of the pitch or at right-back. So um, I think in these games where we go up against deep defences, where they don't really have plans of attack unless it's like a counter-attack or a set-piece or something like that, then Nottingham Forest were never going to take the game to us today. They were never going to take the game to us today. I don't see the point in playing four defenders and then Rice and Party. So, yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm okay with it. I think it works. I wouldn't play it every single week. Like, up against Crystal Palace, I think, is our away game on Monday. Um, next up, I wouldn't play Thomas Party as uh, right back there. I'd go back to a bit more of a conventional back four. But, um, it's to be honest, him playing as a right back was no real difference to when Zinchenko plays as a left-back. Mm, I don't know. Colleen's giving you the thumbs up. And for me, I just... I don't even want to see it. I think we, we can... We, yeah, just don't want to see it. I want to see him in midfield. Uh, right, let's go to our next caller, who I believe is Diamond Jack. Uh, Jack, welcome to the post-match phone in here on Latte Firm. I think you might be a first-time caller. How you doing, mate? What are you thinking? I'm really well, guys. Thank you very much for having me on. I've been a long-time listener and follower of a lot of you as well. And... Uh... Excuse my voice from screaming and shouting at the game today, but I uh, I just had to hop on because I'm such a massive fan of you all and, and especially you and, and, and really interested to give you my take on how things went today. In the shadow, I have to say, of, of the absolute scenes of Harry Kane 
<laughs> yeah, again, not being able to win a trophy. All the tweets, oh, 24 hours, he's going to get more trophies. Oh, mate, it's stuff that dreams are made of, let me tell you. It has been brilliant to see Harry Kane not uh, do anything good in his in his sort of debut for Bayern. But look, he will come good. They will win the inevitable Bundesliga. They've won it 11 years in a row. That is going to happen. Uh, Jack, thank you so much for your kind comments at the start. But the game today, uh, we've obviously overcome Nottingham Forest. It wasn't a walk in the park. It wasn't, you know, free-flowing, swashbuckling football that I expected. It was quite close in the end. What did you make of the performance? Yeah, so I think that... Um... We have to kind of really look at this and take it into perspective. Forest are a team that they only got promoted last year, right? Is that right? Yeah, yeah, that's right. They they right. stayed up last season. That was their first season. Right. In the so, so I think they have the mentality that they don't want to go into the second season syndrome and get and get battered and get relegated straight away. And so they weren't as pragmatic as when they when they came to us last season. And it showed. They brought their forwards on towards the end of the game and it opened up a little bit more, especially after Jordan Timber, unfortunately, went down injured, which I've been informed. Uh, I'm not an ICK or anything like that, but I've been informed it's not as serious as the, as people may be fearing. Uh, it looks as though it may have been a dead leg, but that's obviously unconfirmed at this moment in time. They obviously need to go for scans and all that kind of stuff as well. So, fingers crossed that, that is reliable information. But Forests are, are are a team that can hurt you, and they've they've signed um, Elanga from Man United, who who is I mean he's absolutely grease lightning. When he came on, he ghosted past um, Ben Ben Benny Blanco um, for for their goal, and and it, you know it, it in my opinion it did come kind of against the run of play a little bit. I think Arsenal really played well up until that point, and and and. If I'm being honest, I think that maybe it was a little bit of arrogance on our part and a little bit of taking our foot off the pedal. Whereas Man City go three, four, five nil up and then take their foot off the pedal. We seem to go two nil up and take our foot off the pedal, as you saw against Newcastle and uh, um, sorry, not Newcastle, uh, Liverpool, uh, West Ham last season. It, it seems to be a case where we think two nil job done. Whereas, as a lot of you know, and and uh, uh, I will agree, I'm sure, that 2-0 is arguably the most dangerous score in football. It's very, very easy for teams when they get a goal back to really push and pressure and as we've been on the end of before. I think you're absolutely spot on, mate. 2-0 is a risky score and, of course, it was against the run of play. And just on the Alanga piece, you know, I looked at the replay on the big screen. I haven't obviously watched it. I'm going to watch Match of the Day after this phone-in, but... It just felt like literally anyone could have just tugged him, pulled his shirt, tripped him up, whatever. Like those are the dark arts sort of moments that I want yeah. Arsenal to be able to master and execute. You know, a, a team in transition, they're trying to get us on the counter. Just do what you got to do, mate. You know, just take them yeah, out, absolutely. get the yellow. Doesn't matter. Um, can I get your thoughts on the season ahead, uh, very quickly? Just yep. you know, obviously Manchester City are the juggernaut. Five Premier League titles in six years, hundred plus charges, best manager, best squad, blah 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 blah. Um, are they, they're obviously the team to beat, but are they the ones that uh, do you think are going to win the league this season or do you think we can do it? I think that saying that Man City aren't going to win the league is kind of not living really in reality. But the point, the fact remains is that they are expected to win the league and, and they are trying to achieve something that no team has ever achieved in winning four titles in a row. 
not the great Man United team of the 90s. We did, never did that. They did three and were obviously bookmarked by our two wins under Arsene Wenger as well. Um, I think that inevitably some complacency comes into that at some point. You know, it's very difficult to motivate a team sometimes. When you've, when you've gone and done everything, it's very difficult to then get back up and go, right, let's go again. Let's go and get our fourth title. And I think that they didn't look, although they won yesterday and they obviously won quite convincingly with, I, I don't know if you've seen Haaland's goal, the second goal yesterday, but it's an absolute world. No, it's as well beautiful goal, beautiful goal. Ridiculous. But Burnley had chances. Burnley had, had big chances, you know, and and I think that, and obviously KDB going off is, is a bit of a blow as well. We'll wait to see what his, uh, what the outcome of his injury is, but they are there to be got at, and I don't think teams will be as scared of them as they were last season. They've obviously lost Gundogan, they've lost Mares as well, and I think that whilst we, you know, I've seen so many salty Tottenham fans on Twitter today going, oh, Declan Rice singing North London forever, they'll lap that up, merchandise FC, blah, 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 you know. I'm sure there's some of them listening on either Spotify or in the live right now, and you know, uh, they're just so jealous that they don't have the togetherness and and, support, and, and love for their team like we do at the moment. Um, that the sort's obviously blinding their vision. But I just think that in order to go to that next step, you you obviously had to recruit and recruit well, and that's exactly what Arsenal have done. And I think massive flowers for Edu as well. I know it's probably already been said, but that the fact that we got all our business done so early, and, and the potential that there's more coming as well. And you see people scrambling around for Caicedo at the minute. I mean, that's just getting ridiculous, that deal at the moment, isn't it? Um, and I think that that's really, really a mark of where we are now and, and, and the level that we're getting to. The people, you know, it's so nice being the most hated team in England again and, and literally living rent-free in everyone else's brains. It's fantastic. It really is. And fantastic is your call as well, Diamond Jack. Really appreciate you joining the post-match phone-in. I love your kind words as well. Hundreds of you are listening live right now to Latte Firm. If you're tuning in for the first time, please do drop Latte Firm a follow. It's the only place you can get these post-match phone-ins on a match day. The number one post-match phone-in for Arsenal. Um, Before we go to our next caller, who will be Mo, uh, and before I fire up Mikel Arteta's post-match interview, Colleen, the England ladies... We, we took on Colombia. We beat them. We're in now the semi-final against host Australia. What did you make of it? Oh, it was a much better f- performance by the Lionesses. Uh, yesterday, I was a little bit concerned um, because Colombia have some really young talents and I pointed towards uh, Caicedo, but they've, they've really kind of come on in this tournament and they did fabulously well. And it'll be the first time in, in uh, Australia's history that they've made it to the last four. So I honestly reckon... England can get over the line with Australia. That final will be very, very tasty. But let me not get too ahead of ourselves. But it was fabulous. Congratulations to them. And of course, an Arsenal, an Arsenal player scored the winner. So can't complain too much about that. No, you can't. But what a what a test that awaits uh, for for the England women. The semi-finals, the hosts, it's going to be unbelievable. Sorry, the co-hosts, Australia. Uh, what a game that's going to be. I, I can't confess to saying that I know anything about women's football, but to see England succeed like this is going to be phenomenal. So I will be watching that semi-final. Uh, Mo, just bear with us. Before we come to you, we're going to listen to what Mikel Arteta had to say, courtesy of BBC, straight after the game. Just a couple of minutes of your time. This is the gaffer with the BBC journalist. Mikel, you start with the win. Should it have been more comfortable? 
I think so. First of all, I think we deserve to win the game. But um, yeah, after the tunnel and the chances that we had, the dominance that we had, the long periods that we were very superior to the opponent, um, we should have killed the game. But um, credit to Forest as well. They hang in there. They they wait for their opportunity. We give them the opportunity um, after the corner, the way they, they counter and score the goal. And, and this is the Premier League. Welcome to the Premier League from day one. You give something to them and, and then it's game on. And then, yeah, we have to play and run the clock down, which is always a stressful issue that they didn't create a chance, but the feeling is, is not right. And after last season, you could feel the fans, you could feel the stadium, couldn't you, with those two nils that went last season? In any game, you know, at the moment that, that they score and, and the quality, you know, you see the players that they bring from the bench and, and they are really direct, really good on set plays as well and uh, you have to suffer, but um, I think the team showed a little bit of composure as well and, and resilience to say, OK, we don't panic, we need to play those games, we need to play those kind of minutes and are we married to win the game? What about the quality of the goals that you scored in the first half? A great, two great individual actions. Um, that's what you need against teams that are so low, you know, with 10 players very well organised behind the ball that is so hard to find openings. Is when they break and those moments that they are a bit disorganised, they open up, you have to make the most out of it and we did it. Three new faces in the starting lineup. Happy with them all? Very happy. Um, obviously concerned with Jurian because we don't know the extent of that injury, but... Um, he didn't look comfortable to continue in the second half, but um, the other two, I think, they were really when, good as well. When you look at the bench now and the players that you, you're bringing on, yeah. you must must be in a, a terrific position to turn to your right and see the quality you've got. Yes, and uh, and we have a few more because Gabriel Jesus is out, Sinchenko is out as well, and then he's out. So it's great to have those options to, to change games, and, and they're going to have impact, and they already have the impact today. We have to close the game down um, to bring Tommy or to bring Gabi or to bring Leo the way we've done it. And... Um, yeah, really happy. I'm just fine. You started last season with five wins in a row on fire. Is it important to, to try and do that again with the fine margins of the, of the Premier League? Always is important to win every single game. We will try to prepare the best way and learn from today and, and prepare Panas the best possible way. Well done. Interesting comments there. Mikel Arteta obviously speaking to the BBC, talking about the squad uh, depth and the substitutes bench. And Wayne, I said in my post-match quick reaction video that you've uh, kindly pinned to this tweet, short 10-minute video, guys, if you want to hear my thoughts on the game and the lineup and the, the, the digital pass chaos. But the bench is looking so much stronger, Wayne. Yeah, it is. And it's only going to get better as well. When you think about the players that weren't on the bench today, um, it's only going to go up from there. I think... I think it's going to be a big thing for Mikel Arteta throughout the whole season, really, to get not just the bench right, but the rotations in terms of the starting 11 minutes, just keeping everyone fresh. And we've discussed it at length on, on these spaces and on your YouTube channel for, for a while. Rotation seems to be the thing that has maybe held, held us back at times, but we've got a big enough squad now that I don't really think that that will be the case. Um, and I thought that I was surprised that we only used maybe three substitutes. But when you think about the way that that final sort of 10, 12 minutes went, it's not a huge shock. I know a, a few people have commented on it, but um, I think he made the right subs at the right time. I would have liked to see Gabriel maybe come on. Maybe we preempted things a little bit when, when Nottingham Forest brought on their big number nine. Um, if Gabriel came on a little bit earlier, that would have maybe been nice. But yeah, that's just picking, picking up things really. And having a big squad, I think, is, is only going to benefit us because, yes, we know Man City might not necessarily have the deepest of squads in terms of numbers, but they've got, what, 15, 16, 17 top, top, top quality players. We're going to need our 23, 24, 25 mix of world-class to 
very good players to go up against their 16 near world-class squad. So everyone's going to have a job and I'm looking forward to seeing how it, it pans out throughout the season. Yeah, I can't wait to. Uh, right, Mo, let's bring you in. Welcome to the post-match phone-in here on Latte Firm. Arsenal beaten Forest by two goals to one. What would you like to say? Thanks for having me on. Um, appreciate it. It's a good game today. You know, I was surprised to see some of the reaction on social media. Um, I thought we played really, really well today, uh, given the context. It was the first game of the season. And I think um, last season has spoiled a lot of our fans um, because they're used to us dominating games for 90 minutes. But it's going to take some time for us to do that. And the difference... Well, Sorry, go on. No, 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 sorry. I thought there was a like, carry on, please. Yeah, I, I was just going to say the difference between last, because we hit the ground running last season. We were fantastic from, from the first day of the season, but we had Jesus and, and Zinchenko come in, who obviously Arteta worked with previously. So it was a bit easier to incorporate them into the team. Um, whereas now we've got three players that have never worked with the manager before in Timber, Rice and Havertz. So it's going to take some time for us to start clicking. But I think it's, you know, the performance today is, Sorry, I had a phone call. Um, yeah, the performance in the first half uh, <laughs> <That's all right. laughs> was fantastic, I thought. In the second half, we tailed off a bit, obviously. Um, but, you know, at the end of the day, the most important thing was the three points, and I'm delighted we got them. Now, listen, Mo, I really enjoy your uh, your tweets when you sort of analyse the game and talk about individual players. So let's get your thoughts on individual performances. You mentioned the three new boys. They're going to take some time to acclimatise. What did you make of their debuts in the Premier League and any other standout individuals for you? I think with Havertz, it's gonna be, it's a bit of a tricky one because he does a lot of things that go unnoticed. Um, I think the fans want to see output, so they just assume he didn't have a good game. I thought he had a good game. Um, not not an amazing game, but I thought he had a good game. Rice is another player where I feel like a lot of people already have their preconceived notions of what they expect him to do, but that's not what we need. He does what we need what we need um, him to do, not what fans want him to do. If that makes sense, um, he breaks up a lot of plays. You know, he keeps a vertical, um, Thomas, sorry, horizontal rather. Thomas Partey is extremely vertical. So I feel like he's he, someone like Declan Rice, who's vertical, really, really helps him um, horizontally just to keep the game balanced. And uh, I think they complement each other really well. Um, Partey from right back inverted was something that we saw towards the end of last season. And I think he needs a bit of time to learn that role. Um, today, I thought he played well, but... I think he could play better and he needs to pick his moments better, in my opinion, and when to go forward, when to go back because his um, athleticism has declined. So that's a bit of a concern there. But yeah, during Timber, I thought was really good um, as usual. He's one of those players that I think will just be a 7 out of 10 no, no matter what. Um, he's just extremely consistent. And let's just hope the injury is not serious. Yeah, I think you're absolutely right. And listen, Mo, where do you think we're going to end up this season in the league? I think if we can avoid injuries uh, in the pivotal moments towards the end of the season, uh, which has derailed us for the last two years. I think we can win the league. Um, you know, we've got more strength and depth now. And uh, we have a manager that knows exactly what it takes to get to that level. So, you know, and I just don't believe anybody in this country can win four in a row. Uh, there's a reason why it's never been done before. And I don't think it's going to start now. I really appreciate that. Mo, listen, thank you so much for joining the post-match phone in here on Latte Firm. Before we try and go back to Guna Nick, um, Wayne, you've shared a tweet uh, come on, let's have it. Lap it up. Eddie and Ketia, what are you saying? Yeah, I'm really disappointed. I sent you a clip of Mikel Arteta talking. I really thought that you were going to share the clip with the masses and, and let people know what Mikel Arteta had to say a, a, about Eddie and Ketia. But it just basically is praising how he was in training this week. 
talking about the fact that he was disappointed not to start against Manchester City with Gabriel Jesus being out. But he had an incredible impact in the game against City when he came on and he trained like a trained this week like a beast. And I think that that is a real key point. The fact that Mikel Arteta isn't necessarily going to just pick you based off of your name. He's going to pick you based off of your performances and, and what you're showing week in, week out. And just because Eddie Nketiah has scored today, I know a lot of people will probably think, oh, well, he's going to just pick the same 11 again. It wouldn't surprise me if he dropped him and, and played Trossard next week against Crystal Palace. It's a different game, it's a different opposition, and you have to be 100% day in, day out. And I love that. And I'm happy that Eddie Nketiah wasn't sort of just moping around because we've seen in the past players not get picked and sometimes they just kind of just just sulk. And Eddie Nketiah is not that, that type of player and I'm, I'm more than happy that he started and got his goal. Yeah, listen, uh, you did send me that video clip on WhatsApp. I'm using the space on my phone and I need to use it on my iPad to get the audio. So if you can somehow dig that out, send it to me in my Twitter DMs. I can pick it up and I will play it to exit the show. Oh, don't you worry, I've got you. I'll get you, don't worry. <laughs> uh, right, let's go back to Guna Nick. Guna Nick, welcome to the show. We did connect earlier with you. Yeah. We couldn't quite get through. Ah, we can hear you now. How are you feeling after today's victory over Nottingham Forest? Yeah, I went to the game, so thanks for having me on again, as always. Um, I missed one of your first shows. Like, um, yesterday I was playing football, so I only caught the last kind of minutes. I think you guys were talking about uh, where you think everybody's going to finish and everything like that. So um, I'll, I'll take an input on that at the end. But yeah, but as I said, great shows everywhere, always. Everybody having fantastic input. I love the space, open space. It's first game of the season. Everybody, you know, comes on, has their say, great opinions. And, you know, it's just, it's the best space on Twitter. That's my personal opinion. And I'm not just saying that. Oh, man, thank you yeah. so much. I really appreciate that. But what would you like to say? Have your say. Yeah, uh, tell us about the game. What are your thoughts? Uh, yeah, I mean, I thought that, you know, the way that, um, I mean, funny enough, we were saying to my mates, I think it was like a couple of minutes, I think it was literally a couple of minutes before it happened. A lot of our play was going on Saka's side. So I was like, Martinelli's not really getting involved too much. Literally, within seconds, he does that pirouette and then the, the assist for... Saka and then after that but because it was in the first like first 15 20 minutes it was all on Saka's side not so I'm not saying that Martinelli wasn't doing anything it was just that Martinelli wasn't in the game because it was sort of like it was all down that side um Saka was they were trying to think ups with um him and Odegaard by the way Odegaard absolutely sensational you have to watch him for 90 minutes on a football pitch you can watch him at home on tv don't get me wrong you can watch close highlights and that but if you watch him on a football pitch for 90 minutes, the stuff he does, it's like people are coming up to him and he's doing like these close touches around people, um, playing the right pass. Um, the guy's actually a magician. You, just, what, you could pay to watch him every day of the week. He's amazing. Nick, let, let, let's pause on Erdegaard because I think you're absolutely spot on. I think there are players sometimes when you watch them live... You, 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 you might not appreciate them as much. And then there are other players that you have to watch them yeah. live to really understand what they do. Like Mesut Ozil was yeah. one of those players. Like he was magic on TV, but watching him like Cesc, yeah. watching Cesc live was incredible. Fabregas, like it, for me, even like in his grand old age, he's in my top five players that I've ever seen for Arsenal. That's the way right, yeah. he would control games at his age was phenomenal. And like you'd see so much more of it at the ground than you would on television. So talk, just, you, just, Eulogise a little bit more about Erdogan. What is it about him that makes him so special? It's, and, you know, how, we're so lucky to have him as our captain. It's the close cut, uh, touch control, the, the right passes, quick passes, 
um, knowing when to not play the pass, holding on to the ball, um, looking and trying to order people in the right places. So he's not just off the ball, and he's off the ball, he's telling people where to go as well because he wants to make that pass. He's, you know, he's, when he gets the ball, he's flicking it around, he's, he's around players and it, you know, close control. And it's, it's just, I, I don't know, I could say so much more. It's just that when he gets, like, for example, he's linked up between him and Saka um, and also uh, him and Rice as well. Him and Rice linked up really well as well. Um, but, yeah, no, it's just every time he's got the ball, um, you, you think something's going to happen. And like, he's, like you just touched on, it was like, it was, it's similar to like, um, he's, I, I'd, I, I'd say he's better than Santi Cazorla, but he's very similar in the type of player he is. Like, he's very like two-footed, wants to, you know, do the tricks and hold on to the ball and do things that are outrageous. I, I think he slightly edges him, but I mean, I'm a massive fan of Santi Cazorla as well. Absolutely loved him, um, Emirates legend as in far as Emirates goes. Um, but, you know, it's, it's, um, Odegaard was, I was just, I was just saying every single time he got the ball, it's like, oh my God, he's just done that again. How has he done that? It, some of the things he was doing, you was like, <laughs> how has he done that? <laughs> like you were sitting there going, how has he done that? What has he done? But um, the one thing that, the other thing that really impressed me today as well was um, the retention of the ball. Um, okay, you can, you can't, you can't, you, you can, people can say, oh, it's not in the forest. You, know, you expected to get the ball back, but you can only do what you're up against. And I always believe that you can't just always say, "Oh, it was Nottingham Forest." You can, you, you got, you, you just got to do what you got to do on the pitch. And the amount of times that we retained the ball, it reminded me of watching Arsenal two or three years ago against Manchester City when we kept lumping the ball up forward because we couldn't hold on to the ball because they kept pushing us back and taking the ball off us. That was what we was doing today. And I was so impressed. And as I said, Declan Rice's retention of the ball. I mean, the only thing that I could say would probably be when Timber come off, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm only light scratching here, but I think that maybe they should have um, bought, um, maybe put Tommy Esso and then Gabriel and then put party forward and played the, the original formation afterwards. Because I think that the formation was working perfectly with, with how it was with Timber. But I don't think it worked afterwards. So I think, um, I think that they should have maybe brought on Gabriel a little bit earlier. But you know, Forest had a Forest, like you say, Forest don't want the second sing, uh, season syndrome. Um, but yeah, I thought, but as, as I said, overall, I think loads of people are overreacting with the whole Carl Havertz part. Once again, it's another one of those that you have to see him to know what he does when you see him on the pitch as well. He's another one of those players, and I think that you know, his hold up play, bringing players in, making. Those, that's the other thing that a football fan doesn't uh, sometimes appreciate is making those runs that people don't see that bring other people into play. Because So he's not touching the ball, he's not doing it, but he's making a run. And um, um, no one's touched it at all either as well. His reaction to Saka's goal, that's brilliant, isn't it? He's put his arms armor. Oh, <laughs> yeah, I, re- I remember that. <laughs> he's, he, uh, the, the, the absolute shock when Saka netted that goal. If you guys catch us still, do do that. Guna Nick. Thank you so much for joining tonight's post-match phone-in. Colleen, just quickly, you gave him a thumbs up when he was talking, eulogising about Erdegaard. Um, presumably, you agree. What are your thoughts on our skipper? Honestly, I'm running out of adjectives to describe him. And I cast back myself back a year ago. Was it a year ago, two years ago now, when he was, whenever he was first um, uh, named captain? And I thought to myself, and I think I even said um, at the time, you know, I, I'm not sure... That was a bit inconsistent, but, you know, I still believed in him. And fast forward to not even just last season, but to now. And 
he is just he's just fabulous and you're kind of starting to see not even starting to see we are seeing the the gem that Real Madrid saw as a 16 year old and you know if if players want to take um Saka out the game it's at their it's at their own peril because then you have leave someone like Martin Erdingard to just waltz his way um it's like it's just like a uh it's like Torvald Dean on um on, on ice watching him he's he's so lovely to watch and I'm so happy that he's our captain and I kind of re- regret the skepticism I had around him being our captain to be honest with you I, I wasn't sure how it would pan out for him but he's gone from strength to strength and he's still what only 24 oh just what a lovely player lovely so glad glad glad, glad, glad to have him at the Arsenal and mate I share your your thoughts entirely I mean and the other thing about Erdegaard last season he scored 15 goals in the Premier League, oh. all from open play. Um, I mean, that is some return. And if he's looking to kind of better that this year, and he's absolutely entirely possible that he will, what a player we've got on our hands. Um, right, I was going to go to Chile ESR. We're coming towards the final few minutes of the show. Match of the Day will be airing in the UK, and I'm sure none of you guys want to miss that. Uh, Hadi, welcome to the post-match phone-in. What would you like to say about our win today? Uh, thank you, man. Thank you for having me uh, again. Yeah. Um, you know what? Today's game, I was a bit disappointed, man. I wasn't. It wasn't as high intense, uh, as quick as I thought it would be. But when you look at the sort of the formation and the players that were playing today, you can understand why. And especially if you look at how we played against Man City um, in the Community Shield, I think Arteta learned from last season where he doesn't. He doesn't want to put all the energy in the beginning of the season. Um, you know, save some of that energy for the final third. You know, we don't want to make the same mistake um, as last season when you know we kind of fall off at the end. But this is a really if, interesting point, Hadi. Can I just pick you up on that? Sorry yeah. to interrupt, but do you think that this? So, are you saying that it was a, a deliberate, more intentional? Let's kind of slow down the tempo. Let's just relax a little bit. Let's just you know save save the win in the bank, as it were. Do you think? Do you think? You know, for me, I, I went into the game today thinking, oh, it's Forest. I'm expecting three or four. It's a lovely sunny day out. I want to be entertained. I want to. I want to come home thinking, yes, we are back and we are flying again. So, are you saying maybe, maybe this is a bit more intentional from Mikel? Yeah, exactly. I mean, I mean, I mean, like you, I thought we were going to go all intense and just go smash, you know, not on them four, five nil or something. Um, but once I kind of look back at everything and how we played against Man City in the Community Shield, you know, where we weren't always just pressing, but we want to keep the ball and. Um, you know, take things slow. I think, yeah, I think that was you know, partly intentional from um, uh, from Arteta, which which is a good idea. I don't think it's a bad idea at all. But I think that I know a lot of you know people are criticizing Havertz quite a lot um, for this game, and I think what it is is because it's a, a game where we have our three new players playing for the you know together. On top of that, we have Thomas Party playing that's reverted right back role, which is all kind of new for this season, I guess. It was very hard to kind of like see to follow everyone, but like I, I didn't know who to concentrate on to, to see how Habits would play or Rice or Partey. But one thing I got out of that, that game was that I don't want to see Partey playing that inverted role ever again, man. Like this guy, I know he played the same role uh, for Atletico, but just because he played it before doesn't mean he should play it again. I think we, can, we don't get the best out of Partey when he's playing in that role. He's, he's so much better. And it's just so like um, unique when he plays that role at number six. I think he puts more effort into it. He's more concentrated on what his what his role is. Doesn't have to look over his shoulder all the time to try to you know track back and to play that right back position. 
Um, on top of that, I mean, we need to give credit to, to Nketiah, man. This guy was just, it's his mentality, it's his attitude um, that makes him such a great player and his willingness to just be there all the time and score these great goals. And this is the reason why Arteta chose him over Balogun. The, the attitude, the mentality of this guy is just way better than Balogun any day, any day of the week for me. Yeah, I feel Mikel made a point of that in his post-match by talking about Nketiah being a role model, by yeah. talking about the way that he trained this week like a beast. I think they're quite telling, you know, when you think about how he talked about talks about Balogun. You know, in fact, in the clip that I just played, he talked about three players that weren't in the squad today. Uh, he talked about Jesus. He talked about um, I can't remember who the other one was, but he mentioned Elneny's name, and Elneny has not even played for us in so many months. But he didn't mention Balogun, so. And Ketty was doing all the right things. My only thing with Eddie, and I've said, you know, I don't, I'm not going to go into that sort of rant, but he needs to return more than five league goals this season. He's never done that in his career, five league goals in one season. I know he's, he play, plays minutes here and there. He's got to be a better impact player off the bench. I appreciate he's brilliant when he starts, but he needs to just just return more goals. But uh, I really yeah. appreciate that. And Hadi, thank you so much for joining us today on the post-match phone. Sorry, I've had to cut you short there. Last couple of callers because match of the day is on the horizon. Uh, lots of thumbs up from Colleen and Wayne. Every time we talk about Eddie and Ketty, I think that's going to be flavour of the way this season goes. Uh, Sundev, let's bring you in quickly before we start thinking about wrapping up. What would you like to say about Arsenal's win today at the Emirates? 2-1 to For at, uh, over Forest. Um, first, before I say that, you was talking with Colleen earlier about the, the England game and the World Cup. Um, I do want to say that, Colleen, one thing you didn't mention was that no matter who gets to the final, there's going to be some sort of Arsenal representation in the yes. final, which is yes. pretty amazing. Yes. Um, amazing to see our new number nine slash what is our number 23 get on the score sheet and get the winner today, which is beautiful. Um, sorry, I said to big up the women's game there because I'm... I'm invested, man. I'm invested in, in the women's game. <laughs> no, thank you, man. We're, listen, I completely lack any knowledge of women's football. It's hard enough keeping up with the men's game, but, oh, well, but thank you for got, that, Sunday. You've got a host. Anybody who's into it, follow Colleen because she knows her, her, her stuff. But the, the other one I would say as well is Tim Stillman. Um, of over course. Like he, he's been involved in the women's game for a long time. The second thing I did want to say is I do like the upgrade in the lineup in dropping Gav. Um, for Colleen. Fired. <laughs> 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 I was not expecting that. There was yeah, me yeah. thinking Sunday was going to come in with something come profound. Come on, it's a new season, Arsenal. a fresh, I like this. Yes, come I like on. this. I don't, I don't want to see Gavin. No, I'm, guess, I'm messing Gav. I'll, I'll, I'll give Gav some love later on. Um, but and the, the first thing I do want to say, sorry, uh, FK, before I get to the uh, game itself, is I'm obviously based here in San Francisco. I was at a bar. Um, at four o'clock in the morning and there's like another 60 people with me in the bar. So that's that's how big we are as a football club and that's how much people love our football club. So big up the Bay Area Gooners um, for that. For the game itself, it's a cliche kind of game of two halves. The first half was flawless for me. Like we controlled it, we bossed it. We had what 88% possession, which was phenomenal. Um, and what I liked about it was we showed teams that no matter how deep you sit, we're still going to find a way to score goals. And we scored two cracking goals. That pirouette from Martinelli, like he's actually unlocked his Brazilian flair card and that's got to be added to his skills. And that goal from Saka, I mean, I think everybody's already said it. Like, what a goal, sorry. 
We've got a goal now. Don't, don't apologise. Listen, just before you go, uh, uh, Gav, Gav is not happy. He's, he's requested the mic again. Gav, what do you want to say to Sunday? Gav, are you there? I can't believe it. He had one chance, one chance to come back to Sundev, and he's not. Right, Sundev, he thank you so it. much. He fluffed yeah, it. Yeah, he Cheers. fluffed it. He fluffed it. Thank you so much for joining us tonight. Really appreciate that. Uh, I was. I think we've got time for one more caller, so let's do that. Let's go to Mohammed, who's been waiting patiently, uh, just like all of our requests tonight. Mohammed, uh, welcome to the post-match phone-in here on Latte Firm. What would you like to say about our win over Forest today? Uh, hi, FK. Uh, long time since uh, I've been with you because I kept waiting a uh, really long time. And this happened many times last season. Although I I was with you sometimes, you know, always a pleasure to be with you all. Thank you so much, Mohammed. Really appreciate that. I know it's frustrating to wait. So many people wait to have their say. But what would you like to say? The mic is yours. Yes, uh, I think uh, always important uh, to start the season with, uh, with a win. My title is, um, I say, ordinary performance win against ordinary side. Because Forrest, I think, uh, an ordinary side, they will suffer uh, a lot in the league. I think uh, cons- I have many points cons- uh, concerning the, the lineup and party as inverted fullback between practices. I think. Maybe I analyzed that Mikel uh, expected Forrest to play uh, a low block and he wanted party in the same lineup as Rice and Havertz uh, all together and he, he wanted more position on the ball. So I think uh, this is the reason why party uh, started uh, like this. Uh, of course, First half was uh, very good. We controlled uh, two very good goals. Like, uh, but second half, FK, really frustrating. We were slow, um, predictable. We satisfied. We were satisfied with uh, with uh, leading uh, by two goals. We didn't go for the, for the third and the fourth goal. And this is uh, our fault that we should learn from because we keep passing the ball as uh, uh, as the match was finished. Uh, and Mohamed, uh, why, why, why do you think that we kind of took our foot off the gas there? Why do you think we didn't go on to attack more and more? Mohamed? Oh, I think he's gone. Uh, okay. Uh, Mohamed? Yeah, I think, I think he has gone. Uh, right, let's bring in... <laughs> Sorry, man, I asked you a question. It wasn't even that difficult. Where did you go? Uh, right, Arms, let's bring you in to end the show. Arms, welcome. I know you've been waiting patiently. You've been dining in and out. Welcome back to the Latte Firm post-match phone-in. Uh, what would you like to say? See us out of tonight's show. Uh, hi, can you hear me? Hi. Yeah, we can hear you thank loud and clear, you. my friend. Thank you. I just wanted to say, I never got to uh, give you uh, give a chance to say thank you for getting me on last time as well um, when, we, when you did the Community Shield phone-in. But, um, yeah, I just wanted to say, I think to answer your question before um, about why, I think we, I think maybe it's a thing where the players get a bit worried about conceding. Maybe they're kind of conscious about not wanting to concede. But I think overall today, it was, it was a good performance. Um, we played well. We started off slow, but I think we, we got into the game quite well. I think, um, I think Havertz was okay. I'm not going to... I know some people are raving about him today. I think he was okay today. He picked up some good positions, but I'm just kind of wondering where he's going to be when Jesus gets back into the team. Um, so I'm kind of curious to see where he's going to play. 
but I think um, I think I'm kind of more worried. I hope long term it's not going to be an issue. But us killing off games, I don't know what it is. Especially when we get into the second half of games, we just we're quite complacent. I don't know what it is. Maybe we're leggy. Maybe we're tired. Maybe you know um, the manager needs to get some fresh legs on. But I think that's that's sort of my worry. Um, sort of that pattern re-emerging from last season. Um, of that happening. So I just think we just need to be more clinical and we just need to be ruthless. We need to kill off some games. I would I would love to see some 4-5-0s at the Emirates this season. Oh, wouldn't we all? Arms, I love that. I'm going to have to cut you off there and end the show. Match of the day will be airing in the UK in just a couple of minutes' time. But before we do that, let's get some closing thoughts from our co-hosts tonight. First up, Wayne, who is at Wayne's World 20 underscore co-host of the excellent Can You Believe It podcast with our good friend AFC Met. And of course, has, he owes, has his own gaming channel. Wayne, just on the gaming channel, are you looking forward to EAFC coming out? Are you a, you a FIFA man? Um, I am. I wouldn't say I'm looking forward to it because it's been the same for like the past eight years. But um, no, I'll be getting it and I'll be giving it a try and, and we'll see what we can do. Good, man, because I have I've, I think I might have said it on, on one of the late night latte shows we did a couple of weeks ago, uh, I am going to try doing some FIFA streams on the Latte Firm YouTube where we just talk about Arsenal. So, yeah, I can't wait to slap you on FIFA, man. Uh, but wait, listen. I don't know if you want. I don't know if you want. That. <laughs> yeah, here we go. Here we go. Right. Um, closing thoughts. Game day, game week one out of the way for Arsenal. What are your What are your closing thoughts for tonight? I'm happy to be back. It was good to be back in the Emirates. I know that we had um, some issues with people getting in. I'm first of all hoping everyone's safe. I'm hoping that it never happens again. Um, but yeah, it was just so, so good to be back. We had like a 10 minute rainstorm. But apart from that, the weather was good. The atmosphere was good. The singing was good. And it looks like one of the sort of things that the club implemented with the tickets, your use it or, or lose it sort of stuff, has been exceptional. Because from day one, from minute one, apart from the slight issues outside, every seat was sold out and it was brilliant to see. So, um, yeah, good stuff. A lot of away shirts, though. So um, we're going to have to address that. Yeah, listen, uh, I also noticed that there was a significant reduction in the number of people offering up tickets and wanting to sell tickets on the way into the stadium. I don't know if that's a result of the digital pass. But uh, on the subject of away shirts, Colleen, have you got yours yet? And any closing thoughts from you? <laughs> I haven't I haven't purchased it yet, but it will be on me soon. I'm telling you, it looks fabulous on on people. It's, it's a grow. We'll get we'll get Wayne in it at some point. Um, but yeah, in terms of like open day thoughts, listen, I think I think it's still very clear, and I know we've still got another we still got Sunday and Monday's matches left to go. I think it's very clear that Arsenal and City are probably still the two teams ahead of the pack in terms of quality and how this league's going to go. And I think what we saw today, this kind of lineup and formation, you know, and some of the the aspects of it that some people liked, some people didn't like. Um, I don't think we'll play like that every game. It depends on the opposition, home or away. But I think the key thing is that we have nice strength and depth. And we're becoming very unpredictable. And as we learnt from last season, we came out the gates blistering, kind of ran out of steam. It's a marathon and not a sprint. And I'm really looking forward to this um, this marathon. And um, I'm hoping that we all will be having many days to celebrate many wins and hopefully um, a few trophies at the end of it. So I'm very optimistic after the, the first match week. Thank you very much, Lo. Likewise. And uh, listen, thanks so much for stepping in as co-host tonight. Of course, Gav wasn't able to do it. Anybody who wants to follow Colleen, she is available at Colleen Shea. And I've just noticed, because I had to pull up your Twitter handle, what is that profile picture? What are you doing in that bio picture, in that bio 
Like, are you, your eyes are shut, you're sort of... Well, mine's not shut. It's just my eye shape, firstly. <laughs> no, not in your not in your profile picture. The other one on your header. Oh, called. that I think that was when I was about to go on a about to go on a got to go on a show. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, just a little bit of eyes before we get on the show. Love it. Okay, well, if anybody wants to follow Colleen, she is of course at Colleen Shea. Thank you, Colleen, for joining us tonight. Really appreciate that. Um, there we have it, ladies and gents, boys and girls. Thank you to the well, hundreds of you that have tuned in live to tonight's show. If you've just tuned in, you can of course get these shows on Apple and Spotify. I will be sure to upload it tonight before I go to bed. A shameless plug from me as well. If you're interested in a quick reaction video to today's game, ten minutes on the digital past chaos. Eddie the Beast in Ketia added it again. Beautiful Bukayo. What a world-class goal that was. And unplayable Gabby Martinelli. The link is my pinned tweet on Latte Firm. Uh, we'll be back tomorrow on the YouTube channel with Late Night Latte. An update on the fantasy football. We do have a fantasy football league for Latte Firm. Prizes will be offered this season as well, so get involved in that. There's only one thing that I can play you guys out to, and that is, of course, this. So until next time, look after yourselves. It's bye for now.